The current spoiler warning level is crimson. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of crimson. We're talking about a line of machines, basically one machine with a couple of variants from Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway or Hathaway's Flash, if you prefer the novel version. Um, It doesn't have any developed intos and its developed froms don't really come up on this episode. There is a brief mention of a Gundam unicorn, basically as far as situating a Hathaway within chronology, but it's a pretty light mention. I don't really think it's spoilery at all. Uh, however, that is, of course, well in the future since that movie came out, what, 20, is this 2022, 2021, whatever. It's way in the future of the Great Gundam Project. So if you are keeping uh, pace with GGP, this is extremely spoilery. So those warnings out of the way, please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks. Welcome back to another episode of Mechanista NG. It is once again request time in the house. I'm Six Stepmar from Scanline Media, and I'm Dylan. And uh, Dylan, let's let's roll. Mm-hmm. Let's keep rolling, 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 rolling. Ah, keep rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. What? Uh, first half, <laughs> I was uh, making a reference to Limp Biscuit. Okay. I'll take your they have word a song on that. called "Keep Rolling." Ah. In which they repeat the lyric, keep rolling, a lot. Okay. And occasionally they intersperse various, you know... I think I heard non- that in a wrestling video game at one point, I'm pretty sure. That would be a reasonable place to find it. Or something. I don't know. I I know the song now, now that you mentioned it. It's like, I know what that is. I just, I, I can't remember where exactly I heard that. I just remember I used to play a lot of those random, like, licensed sports games, and licensed sports games in the PS2 era fucking loved having weird soundtracks. Okay, so... This one will also be fairly quick, I think. Oh, okay. Unless you have some plot twists for me. But that's fine, because I'm really tired. Uh, This is an easy one. This is the ME-02R. Oh, this would be the Messer, right? This would be the Messer. All right, uh, Messer Gundam. Let me open up. All right, I mean, we're gonna have to talk. A l- I mean, there's gonna be some interesting things to talk about because uh, let's start from the very beginning because we okay. should talk about the novel <clears throat> version of it. The RX seventy eight dash two. Shut the hell up! <laughs> you know what the fuck I meant? Because <laughs> there is a novel called Hathaway's Flash of which. The, the the movie is based on, and the designs are at least a fair bit different. Actually, you know what? All right. We'll start with the anime designs, because they're, they're what people know, and it's what people are going to find first, and then we'll get into, like, the weirdness of the other designs. Um, okay. So, ME-02R-FO2, Messer-type FO2, uh, which is actually developed from the FO1, so let me open that up. I forgot, right, because... That's the thing that the Hathaway movie did was actually make there be two different types of Messer. Which is not... That's not how it worked. Actually, there's three different types in the movie. But anyway, we'll get to it. So, alright. Messer F01 from the movie. Um, so we've got... This is a mobile suit that is used by Mafti. Uh, it is mostly used to aid in terrorist operations. Um, I can't remember if it's, yeah, it's, a, okay, it is developed by Anaheim. Because, of course, everything in this yeah. era is developed by Anaheim, so. I mean, it's it's their classic Ayug move, only a little more bluntly, you know? Like, the point of this mobile suit is to cause trouble to make Anaheim able to sell more of other suits. Yeah. So, starting with the head of the Messer anime version, we've got... Um, a Monowai style head with a kind of a weird shape going on with it. Um, so you've got the central head armor where the Monowai is housed, which is like a kind of a, what would you even describe this color as? I have no idea what to call this color. Like I feel like there's like a, like a, a, a you alternate between. Ochre, maybe? 
Let me let me look at ochre because no, I mean ochre's more yellow. I guess. I mean, this yeah. is very salmony. This is like a sort of a, a a pink and a deeper salmon. Yeah, it's a weird color, right? And I have flux on, so everything looks slightly more orange anyway. Duh. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, so for the head, though, you've got a bit of a forehead going on with this, like, right above where the mono eye is housed, uh, juts mm-hmm. out forward a bit. Uh, that's because this is where the cockpit is. Um, well, no, that's not true. Oh, wait, no, the cockpit's not on the head? Not on the movie version. Nope. Are we sure about that? I thought that was right. The cockpit is in the head. Unlike the original, the cockpit is in oh, the head. Oh, okay, no, I got it backwards. I got it backwards. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Um... Yeah, so it, the head, uh, yeah, one of the reasons it's got, like, the weird bulbous thing going on with the head, it basically has a Sazabi-style cockpit, uh, in the film. Uh, cause we see Gaumans get fucking sliced through the chest and yet he survives, and that's the reason he survives is cause, you know, they think that they kill him because they went through the chest and no, they, it, it, the cockpit's in the head. <laughs> Which I think is funny. Um, yeah. So then you have a housing of armor around it, so, you know, it covers, uh, like, the whole, like, the whole lower half of the head, uh, and most of the back of the head, you've got, like, this, uh, more orange, like, darker orange armor, um, on the sides, like, where the cheeks are, you've got tubes going into the chin area, uh, you've got, like, this big jutting out chin area, um, I, I, I like the design of the tubes, um, not, like, too much other detail really going on in the head. The head is, like, a weird fusion, with with the cockpit being in the head, it's, like, a weird fusion of, like, almost like the Gabura Tetra's head, like, with the way that the, uh, armor is on it, but then also mm. kind of, like, the Sazabi because of the cockpit and everything. I mean, you know, it's a mono-eye head of that era, so it's drawing from a lot of inspirations like that, and, of course, it has the tubes, much like, you know, Azaku would. Um, speaking of tubes, uh, as you hit the torso, so the head is inset into the torso in an interesting way. It's just like a bit more, you know, the, there, it doesn't have much of a neck. Uh, right, it's right. Just kind of I an mean, inset. very few, very few mobile suits do, but even less so. I mean, this is even, yeah, even less so than most mobile suits. Um, the torso armor goes pretty high up, is what I mean. Uh, so you've got some visible cables in the top chest cavity, um, which is a bit more hollow, which kind of makes sense. Uh, but then you've got a bunch of orange armor, so you've got, like, the two collar pieces. Again, not even really collar. They're almost, like, you know, shouldery pieces um, that are going up really high. Um, you know, they go up more than halfway up the head with where the head is inset. Uh, you've got the front plate of armor on the top. Uh, this has a bunch of little, like, cuts, and you've got this ni- uh, little, like, slightly stretched he- hexagon in the middle for, like, panel lining detail. Uh, you've got a arrangement of three rows of vents. I really like the style of vent because instead of it just being... The main thing that makes these vents interesting is they have a hook almost on the front. Like, you see, like, where they connect mm-hmm. onto the chest, how they, like, go forward a little. It, it, that just makes them stick out a lot more than other vents because if you subtracted that, you could see that ha- not existing, like, not having the parts swept forward at the end. Um, because, you know, a lot of vents generally are just either square or two two uh you know two edges uh but Mm -hmm. these ones have technically four edges though more more like three major ones um and then the vents themselves also have like little um like little ticks on them in the middle uh on the middle of each of the uh faces um right below the vents you've actually got some hanging uh salmon armor uh as you hit towards the middle though you've got like a big belly armor uh in that dark orange uh you've got two sections of torso um in the middle that are like you know also made of that salmony color of armor um they're kind of interesting because like they they feel a lot more like a solid piece than you would normally feel with these kinds of things um mainly also just because like you know, like, with the Gundams, like, usually they can, like, kind of, like, adjust, and they've got, like, this kind of collapsible look to them. Uh, this is just, like, really round, solid, like, armor that looks put together well, um, even though it's got, like, this segment there. It's interesting. Yeah, this is one of the elements people, you know, like, they, um, 
they shout out as far as design inspirations, like, you know, things that you have, right? Like the Tazabi, they reference the Giradoga as well, which, you know, clearly an inspiration. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of the way, like the curves of like, like the forehead curves and some of the stuff on the head and also this part of the chest remind me a lot of the Comfer. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that for sure. Um, also, I'm going to uh, real quick, just send you this uh, before moving on. Uh, because uh, the 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 wiki doesn't have this, but uh, here, if you want to see the head cockpit, uh, I just wanted to show you. It's very Sazabi <laughs> with how they designed it in there, because mm. it's got the basketball, which I mean, you know, a lot of suits technically do. But uh, did you send it? Yeah. Oh, sent it to the wrong chat. <laughs> Whoops. There we go. Sorry about that. Mm. You can it's see like, it on huh? the left there, though. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's not like an ejectable one it's just sort of but that is where it is also another neat thing that we see going on in the head so it doesn't mention these on the wiki and the armaments uh because the the vulcans that it mentions on the wiki are the ones that i believe are the ones that on the shield mm-hmm. but uh if we look but but those are head vulcans or well it's got a single head vulcan and then it's got like a bunch of like smoke dispensers huh uh-huh. And it's got a very large barrel there for it. I mean... It's also asymmetrical. Smoke um, dispensers aren't glamorous, but, like, they're probably a thing that more mobile suits should have. Mm-hmm. I think it's neat. Uh, I just like that it has, like, all this. They're just good. Mm-hmm. They're just effective. Also, just a cool-looking uh, Vulcan design. I, I always like when we mm-hmm. actually get to see the like the inside of it. Just an interesting thing to mention, because the wiki doesn't mention it, but it does have a Vulcan only on one side of the head. Um, I mean, it, it's not a Vulcan, though. I mean, look at the ammo drum and everything. That's a Vulcan. That's not what makes the thing a Vulcan. What is it, then? A Vulcan gun is a type of Gatling gun. It is a multi-barreled rotating gun okay, that has one sorry, barrel. It has a... So, okay, this has one barrel. Well, it has a head machine gun that is unmentioned on the wiki. Fair. Allowed. I'll mention it that way. Anyway, just wanted to I do that love out. that the ammo drum is bigger than the gun. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, uh going to the sides uh the sides of the torso, you've got bright orange armor right under where the arm joints are. You can see the joints that connect into the arms. For the shoulders, speaking of either Giradoga or Zaku relations, on the left shoulder, uh, you've actually not got any armor, right? Like, this... Normally, I think the left shoulder is where you would have... Actually, I forget which side is which on Azaku now. Um, okay, the left shoulder normally has the spike, which is actually on the right shoulder for the messer. On the left mm-hmm. shoulder here, you just have a big thruster, and uh, it's got a cable on the top of the shoulder... Uh, the shoulder armor itself has a very interesting shape. Um, it's it's like a inverted pentagon, uh, you know, a, a wide inverted pentagon, and then you've got like a little square piece sticking out of the middle, in between the two hexagonal pl- or pentagonal plates uh, that has the uh, thruster. Mm-hmm. And then right below the thruster, you actually have like a little bicep guard, which is pretty cool. Um, for the arm, you've got a big square block for the piece connecting into the shoulder armor. Uh, then you've got the bicep itself, which is pretty simple. Um, you know, just kind of a regular mobile suit bicep. Uh, very square, very UC looking. Uh, very Zaku arms going on specifically with the whole, like, you know, you've got the rounded area on the joint. And then, like, on the under, for the underside of the arm and, like, the elbow joint and all that and the elbow armor... Uh, you've got, like, a separate piece there, which is very Zaku-like, having, like, the separate, you know, piece like that uh, mm-hmm. of dark orange armor. And then the elbows themselves actually have these very brown, uh, like, pieces that don't really occur a lot on the on the suit. There's a couple of the pieces in those colors on the leg as well. Um, but, yeah. The way they're placed, they almost look like, um, like ammo packs for wrist guns, but doesn't have wrist guns, so. No. But, yeah, it does, it, it's very reminiscent of, like, how the uh, Gerbera Tetras are. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then the uh, the rest of the forearm itself, just, like, two sections of salmon armor, and then the hands are connected in there. Uh, nothing too special with the hands, other than, only thing of note is the bottom of the hands, like, little, the back of the palm armor, 
Uh, it's It does have, like, a little bump of armor there, which is just different. <laughs> you know, it's got, like, your standard Xeon-style rounded armor, but it does have this, like, little bump on the wrist, which, yeah, you know, just to mention something different for once. Uh, for the waist, um, for the central crotch piece, you've just got, you know, this, like, central crotch. Uh, it's got, like, three little dot dots for detail on the side. The skirt is interesting because it's not a normal skirt. It's a big wraparound skirt that is plugged mm -hmm. into the side skirts. So the front skirts and the side skirts, you can, I mean, those you can obviously tell are the same piece, you know. It wraps around a bunch. Um, you've got thrusters on the front of the skirts, though, and you've got, like, little bumps of uh, hexagonal armor on the top middle of the front skirt area. Um, for the side skirts, it's just flat. And then on the rear skirts, this is where things get kind of interesting because you've got a little bit of separated pieces for, like, the top of the rear skirt, and then you've got two big hanging bottom pieces of rear skirt, and in the film, we see that these can these have, like, little thrusters in them, and they also pop open to, um, to d uh, slow your descent, basically. Uh, mm -hmm. This is not a mobile suit capable of independent flight, but the big rear skirt is so it could slow descent because it generally, I mean, you know, especially when they're doing mafty attacks, it kind of makes sense because they do a lot of attacks where they start off in the air and then they want to go to the ground. Um, yeah, because these are ground assault suits. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, so the back the back skirt, though, on the underside, you've got a bunch of, like, little red cuts for, like, for, like thrust and whatnot. And then also... Again, these, like, kind of splay out. Let me see if I actually, in that art book, if they have a picture of the skirts doing that. Ah, damn it. Of course they don't. A lot of the art book detail, it looks like, for these were mostly uh, details in the heads and the shield. Um, mm -hmm. And the rifle. Um, no, no, no skirt details, damn. Alright, well, that's fine. Um, um, you can kind of get, um, some of the official Gunpla art has it doing this, if this is the pose you're thinking of yeah yes where they kind of like pop down and then it's got the flat ends of it so mm -hmm. then it you know increases air resistance etc is the idea um because again we see like uh gaumann's unit doing like a basically like almost almost like a belly flop pose it's it's less elegant looking than the gunpla is trying to make it look um but you know uh -huh. I mean, you're just trying to you're just trying to catch as much air as possible, and that yeah. is not always the prettiest look in the world. Well, especially because yeah, he's trying to shoot through one of the uh, hotels that the Federation officials are in, uh, mm -hmm. and trying to aim well in the air. So yeah, of course, he also wants to slow his descent for that reason. Um, the thighs, uh, you've got two big rounded thighs. Um, they just got a single panel line in the middle um, for the leg joints. Before you go on, they have. It has gray joints, and it's got, like, the little round pieces on the sides, you know, your classic circle with a line through it uh, that you get in a lot of UC suits. Mm -hmm. uh, for the lower legs, so you've got big knees, you've got, uh, the knees are in the salmon color, and then you've got a little bit of orange armor, and then this is where the brown that I mentioned is, is it wraps around the calves on either side. Um, the legs themselves have a very interesting construction here. Um, lots of thrusters on the legs, uh, especially, like, when you switch to the back. Uh, almost, it's interesting looking at these legs, because these are almost, like, Sinanju-style legs, um, in, is what they remind me of. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, like, with the way the flat panels are and whatnot, uh, just, like, the shape of them is very Sinanju-esque. And the way those, like, those tall, narrow thrusters along the front. Mm-hmm. And then on the back of the legs, too, even the way it's got, like, the swept-down points uh this this the like, yeah that's true that is very, very that is very sinanju yeah um you've got on the very front of the leg you've got like some thrusters on the front calf as well in yellow um lots of layered armor that's the thing that you kind of notice with the suit is the suit feels very heavily armored just because it has a lot of layers going on and when it doesn't have layers the armor is very like together um it doesn't have like a lot of gaps in the armor really or anything which i mean is a cool look um, really big ankle guards, uh, you've got these, like, really big flat plates for the ankle guards, and then the feet themselves, uh, pretty simple, that's usual, your usual, like, you've got the front toe area where you've got, like, the armor on top, and then the lower foot, and then you've got a heel that's separate, and the heel's got, like, a little extra extension on the back for standing. Um. So I'm gonna ask a messy question. Uh-huh. That's kind of annoying. Okay. 
Obviously, the book doesn't. Yeah. Does Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, the film, treat Unicorn as having happened? No, it hasn't yet. Um, more specifically... Not yet? Because it would well, be afterwards. Well, what I mean is, specifically, there is a scene of Gigi, or Gigi and um, Hathaway speaking, and they talk about how, oh, new types, they taught us new types aren't real in school. I feel like if the end of Unicorn happened, no one would say, oh, yeah, like, you know, a couple years later, oh, yeah, no, they just teach us new types aren't real in school. Um, it, it is it is faithfully adapting the book, which means it has no reference to Unicorn. Okay, fair enough. I just, I, I literally only ask because the legs remind me so much of the Sinanju. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that they are trying to, like, draw on that, uh, yeah. but, yeah. I mean, you know, the fact that elements of the Death Scythe remind me of G-Gun doesn't mean G-Gundam happened. I just well, had uh, the Well, <laughs> another specific thing that I could bring up also from the film, since this is a spoiler episode anyway, is they do make it so it is a different Gustav Carl in the film rather than the normal one because the normal one exists in Unicorn. So maybe it wants to... I get the feeling for the film that it wants to try to exist in the framework that if you really like Unicorn, you could still believe it happened, but also it's trying to faithfully adapt the books, so it's not doing any direct references to Unicorn. You say that now, and then in the second movie, I mean, we're going we to go, yes. we're gonna get the, we're going to get the, we're going to get the, because she, you know, like fucking NTD. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um... The, anyway, uh, the, finally, the backpack, for the backpack, you've got two large thrusters that are housed inside of these, like, they're almost like, they almost look like, like, flower buds, almost, which is an interesting mm -hmm. design, and, but the thrusters look very plain on the inside, they're, like, just very much, like, ball, like, a big ball with, like, a, a gray thruster at the end. Um, mm -hmm. And those a pretty are able small to thruster around. as well, which mm -hmm. is like, I mean, you know, betraying it its use as a as a as a ground use suit. It's like it's not trying to overwhelm you with thrust here. Yeah, and then in the in between the backpack, you've also got like a pointed plate of armor going down, and like a little bit of a like a salmon bump area on the top. Also, that's on the back. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So this is the Messer Type F O one. This is the standard operation. Uh. Uh, version of these um it, it's really neat um apparently they made it look like a Xeon MS so that they could hide that it's by uh, Anaheim sure because uh, Anaheim wants to help Mafti but also uh well wants to help the, uh, Anaheim accepts Mafti's money but also uh, doesn't want to get in trouble with the Federation mm -hmm. so yeah uh, I I didn't say at the top, and I should have. This is I've, I've been bad about this recently. This is a listener request from Emrys. Emrys got oh, another one. Yeah, good luck sorry. again. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot we should mention that. Um, all right. So for armaments, though, uh, there is a beam. That's rifle. two in a row for Emrys. Sometimes you just congratulations. <laughs> so you have the long beam rifle, as it's called, which uh, again, just an easier way to send it to you. Here it is uh, from the art book. Um. I quite like this beam rifle's design. This is, like, the same classic design that it's always had. Um, I, my main favorite thing about this design is, one, it just looks like a unique beam rifle design. And two, I love that it has this weird, like, little, almost, like, turbine-looking thing in the middle. Like, right mm -hmm. above the trigger. Um, it's got an offset scope, uh, very square square barrel, square, uh, like, stock and stuff. Um very simple handguard, like, you've got, like, you know, the actual ha uh, handle, and then you've got, like, this, a bunch of flat, uh, grip, uh, and flat, like, guards around the grip. Um, it's, it's just a neat-looking little beam rifle. I think it's a pretty solid one. Um, and then, of course, I talked about this before, but, uh, we talked about this when we were doing our, uh, catch-up, I believe, but, uh, here's the Messer Shield. Uh, it's a pretty cool shield. It has a new function in the anime, uh, wherein it has uh, Vulcans in the uh, shield. Mm -hmm. uh, and these are, in fact, Vulcans. You can see they have six barrels, which I believe when the wiki mentions the uh, six times Vulcan guns, I believe it's talking about these. 
But it has two, right? Uh, it's yes. I look. I don't know why the wiki has this worded this way. Now it's probably something. Say, probably misunderstanding with it being six barreled. I would guess. Uh, not only that, but here's the other thing that's interesting. Uh, the model kit gets a, so I I mentioned I Mal, I don't think I mentioned this on the show. So the model kits for Hathaway came out quite a bit before the anime actually dropped, right? The shield mm-hmm. of the model kit is actually more similar to the shield from the um of the original version, which does not have the Vulcans in the shield in those little holes. It's just uh, plain holes. And mm-hmm. I know that it's like a high grade. And I know people could go, well, maybe they just didn't feel like putting the detail in there. But modern high grades usually are good about that, especially like these Hathaway ones. I think they just didn't have it done because this came out. So it came out 7-2020. When did Hathaway film date? Hathaway film didn't come out until uh, uh almost a year later. This came out almost a year before the film came out, the high grade did. But also, didn't the movie get delayed because of stuff? But like, not like uh-huh. production but there's delayed, other, like release delayed. There are other mobile suits that have... I mean, I guess I'll bring it up. The Penelope has a function in the film that they probably would have put on the model had they known they were doing it. True, but it's a true. battle that we know was last minute. We know that that rainy battle was like one of the last ones that they did, and that's the one that features the Penelope. And the Penelope has, like, an inverted leg mode during that battle that the model kit cannot do under any circumstance. And um, also, there's, like, obviously, they they planned originally to release it July 23rd, 2020, and it, and it got delayed uh, almost a full year because of COVID, right? Yeah. But, like, you better believe that behind the scenes there are a bunch of people who breathed a sigh of relief and were like, okay, we can take a little more time on this. Well, yeah, like, cause I, so. well, there were scenes in the trailer that were slightly cleaned up, like the CG, they use CG for Hathaway rotating in his cockpit, and it looks much cleaner in the final film than it did in the initial trailer, and that was only, like, a couple of weeks between those. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm getting a feeling that this was com- a film completed very last minute. Um, it's a good look at movie. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, I do like that we have all this interview info, uh, like, specifically things like how uh, Nobuhiko Genma uh, was the one who came up with the idea of using the back skirt as a stabilizer for free fall control. Uh, and also because there were a few sete images of the original, uh, they decided they were trying to figure out how to do the head in three dimensions. Uh, apparently that was an interesting little conversation they had. Um, but yeah, so... This is the first uh, of the uh, Messers, and like I said, it, you know... Oh, actually, I didn't... Sorry, I was wrong. Uh, In the art book for the film that I have, it does actually have art of the stabilizers flipped out for the... um, Oh, there you go. For the freefall control mode. Uh, So, anyway, like, the... This is, like, the standard one that we see in use, right? This is the one that we see Gaumann using, and, you know... Uh, this is the one we're used to. There's also the type FO2. Uh-huh. Which is basically the same design other than one change. Uh, and these, these are the ones that are we see more near the end of the movie. I don't think we see these in actual combat in the film. Uh, no, just in the hangar, it seems like. If you look at the lower legs, though, the only real change is the legs now have these big scoops around them. Like, they have extra leg armor, basically. Uh, These are more similar in design to specifically the um, G-Generation version of the Messer, if you look at the G-Gen version. So this is kind of how they made their own version for the film, and then also how they reference, like, the G-Gen version, if you look at the G-Gen version's art. Uh, you can see the legs have the sw- like the big bell bottoms like that, which I guess mm-hmm. we don't even have to separately talk about the G Gen version because it's very similar to the final one. Actually, the final one is taking most of its cues from this G Gen version, uh, and like I said, the this version of the FO two also you know gets to have this uh, cool these cool uh, bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is also a quote-unquote mine layer unit, uh, which I don't see in the film, I'm pretty sure. 
Uh, I don't remember seeing the Mind Layer unit in, like, in the film, unless it was, like, at the very end, which all the Mind Layer unit has is basically, if you look at the rear skirt, a bunch of, I assume, mines, um, on the bottom there. Sure. It, it's actually, it's like, it, they're designed like the Zaku Mind Layer backpack, but instead of it being a whole-ass backpack devoted to it, it's just some ejectable little pods. Um... So, interesting there. I don't remember that getting used in the film. Um, yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah. Oh, uh, so apparently... Oh, so the reason it actually adds these flared pants to the legs is specifically to uh, have improved hover duration when doing, like, hovering movement. So, basically, <laughs> it is doing uh, d- more dom movement. Hell yeah. Um, so, that's cool. Uh, I hope we get to see more of these in the second film. This is the cooler uh, version of the two. Yep. And then also, even though it doesn't act, it doesn't appear, this one doesn't appear in the film, but I will bring it up because it is here. Uh, that I love how they put this in the book like this too. Top secret. The FO2 commander type, because they made sete for it, even though there's not one of these in the film. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just got the commander antenna on the uh, cockpit hatch on the head. That's it. <laughs> uh, I just love the way that they put it in this book. Like, oh, top secret though. Um, oh, I didn't talk about the shoulder armor. Shit. Uh, the shoulder armor... Oh, that's right, you didn't. Yeah, the, uh, so it has spiked shoulder armor. Uh, this spiked shoulder has a bunch of, like, really... They're, like, tri-tip spikes on them. Uh, and they are very sharp looking. Um, these are, or, sorry, quad, uh, they're, sorry, quad pyramids, not tri. Um, so they're, like, you know, four-sided pyramid, uh, shaped, uh, spikes and you know they they are for big extra armor and for ramming (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you know i I think it's the the shape of them has always felt a little weird to me just the like the i don't know like come combined the really kind of erratic placement of them it's not they're not quite equidistant but they're not quite just sort of random they're a little weird they have a pattern, but yeah, they are weirdly spaced. Um, um, so, that's strange. Also, by the way, um, we do have, uh, like, there is a, a, a full-on gunpla of the F-02 commander type. So. Yeah. Not oh, just, not just right, our top I forgot. Secret. Technically, yes. Okay, so, well, we're going to talk about this one. This is the, there's also the Messer, Messer Type F Naked commander. Well, this is not the naked though. This is the actual. This is not the naked, but look at the. But yes, I mean, we have colors. to talk. We have to talk about the naked first. This is the naked with a with, with clothes on. It comes you know? with extra parts. This is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, uh, yeah. if you buy the FO two, it also comes with the antenna, like the regular FO two. Yeah. So it, it was that you linked the pink one is why I was like, wait a minute, what? Because <laughs> I mean, you, you can well, do that's that with that's because it's the commander type. Yeah. No, but. Six. What I'm trying to say yes. is this pink one is a person's specific unit. Right, but that person is the commander. <laughs> so Yes, but this is not... This is something that was not ever animated. And I, given Fair. that this is given to the lady at the end of... This is like Emeralda's thing now, when it was originally Hathaway's. I am... Oh, you think it's going to be repainted? I don't know if it's going to be repainted. We'll see if in the movie, if it starts looking like that. Maybe in the second movie, she'll actually put armor on it. Because the reason they don't have armor on it is because they're doing some weird uh, space-based uh, stuff. Sure. Um, sorry. The th- specific thing is, I was going to say, though, if you wanted a generic commander type, it- it's like if I was talking about the Zaku 2 commander type, I wouldn't want you to link Shars. I would want you to link the green one with the horn. Right, but what if the green one with the horn had never appeared in anything? It was only a theoretical concept. Okay, but also, look, <laughs> the gunpla the gunpla is just as valid for both of them because, as you see, all right, fair enough, fair enough. This uh, is, I'll this take the element. In fact, I think if I look behind me, I have that built. God damn me. it! <laughs> That's what I was trying to say, though. Is just that like <laughs> you can you can make this theoretical commander out of either version is what i meant. sure Fair. anyway okay the type f naked commander type the the naked is specifically a command type messer this was hathaway's suit um his suit he has almost very yogurty custom colors it's purple and pink um which is interesting um so this one's got an interesting design uh so 
Uh, it just has two of the thruster style shoulders. Does not have the bell bottoms. And the last little change is it has a different backpack than the others. Uh, instead of having the big bulbous backpack, it has the, um, it actually uses uh, the same kind of backpack as a Girazulu. Uh, uh, from um, Unicorn also. So speaking on drawing influence from Unicorn. Though, you know, also, uh, as I will always say, it is Katoki working on both mecha designs, so he might just be trying to draw similarities. Look, I don't want to believe that they're ever going to refer to Unicorn th in this. This is just how I am. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so it has this backpack, though, with two thrusters on the top, two thrusters on the bottom. Uh, it also has a different skirt setup. It doesn't have the... It doesn't have the big skirts. free fall things. Yeah, it just has the thru yeah. it just has two thrusters attached to the skirt. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this is used when they are doing a very dangerous and dumb thing at the end of the movie. Uh, like, it's something that they have to do. But what they have to do is they have to go to uh, the Cassis, uh drop-off container because they are being intercepted by the Federation. And so they have to make a recovery of it while it's in free fall in the atmosphere, like falling into the atmosphere from space. Mm-hmm. And so they have to launch one of the um, sub-flight units that this rides on into the in, into space. They have a version of the sub-flight unit uh, that these ride on the Gauss... Uh, what is it? Gaussanon? Uh, let me see what they're called. Gaussazon. There we go. Uh, it's a Gaussazon with, like, rockets on it, basically, to get it into space. And they, like... They're basically doing, like, an e e EVA maneuver with a mobile suit. Um, and it's very scary intense because you know the problem with being in space this is not a mobile suit that can do atmospheric re-entry so if it gets knocked off course uh they're dead <laughs> um so they, they she's trying to like guide it though so that hathaway can literally jump out of it and go into the container with the cassie and get into the cassie it's an interesting scene because i've seen some people be like what why is that so tense i don't get it and it's like oh because they are doing something that in real life is a very scary and dangerous thing to do <laughs> Yeah, it is unfortunate that, like, with the history of Gundam, I don't feel like they do a great job of framing it, because we have seen lots of mobile suits that can safely re-enter, um, mm -hmm. and so it is, they, they don't necessarily communicate fair, super well. To be fair, in First Gundam and Zeta, there's a lot of examples of suits that are shaped just like this that do not re-enter uh, without also in First flames. Gundam, the Gundam can do it, and it's been, like, 30 years the gundam can do it and it does it using a weird specialized gel and it's sure sure uh, but in zeta the the mark ii can't do it without the balut like mark i'm not II. saying i'm not saying it doesn't make sense i'm saying as an audience it is perfectly reasonable I'm to be like oh i've seen gundam people. is too fickle sometimes anyway yeah i think i think it's perfectly reasonable for people to assume that someone intentionally diving into the atmosphere who's a protagonist is like is is gonna be safe but um anyway so yeah the, the naked though is basically so that it can actually like you know it, it, presumably this is so we can do the you know fine-tuned eva maneuvers in space it doesn't have like any of its armor or anything it's all just extra thrusters and whatnot and uh mostly maneuvering like thrusters because, like, the mm -hmm. backpack, this backpack is not, like, designed for, like, doing fast movements. This is a backpack designed for fine-tuned movements. Um. Anyway, yes, and then there's a related unit, which is the one you linked, which is the FO2 commander type as the related unit here in, the, in these colors. Mm-hmm. Um. Alright, so, minor thing to talk about. Okay, so, obviously there's a novel version. We, we brought up the G-Gen version. The G-Gen version is very similar to the FO2. Uh, just a different artist. This is Kazumi Fujita that did this version. And the only other difference is it has a... Co the cockpit is in the chest. Um, I do think Kazumi Fujita's is pretty good. I mean, you can see... Uh, like, looking at the design, like, for G-Generation, right? You can see how this carried into the final design. Like, in a lot of ways. Like, the design of the head and everything. Uh... The, the only thing is that the forehead's a little smaller, I think, on the uh, the G-Gen version. Again, probably because there's no cockpit in the head. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, like, a little bit flatter. But otherwise, like, you know, even, like, the weird shape of the uh, spikes on the shoulder, like, the, them being this, like, pyramid shape, uh, it comes from this design. Then we have the novel design. Uh, the novel design is weird. 
So you have the same basic idea going on, but everything's a little funky. So the head on this, for instance, the head proportions are very different on the novel version. Uh, specifically, like, the head, like, normally it looks like that forehead area where, like, the mono eye is housed and everything is, like, inlaid into, like, some bigger armor. Whereas it's just as big on this version, on this novel version, as, like, the rest mm-hmm. of the head. So it looks a lot more like a standard, you know, mono eye mobile suit head. Um, other changes are the chest is much longer. The chest looks bizarre. Well, it's got the same thing as the Cassie going on where it has the jutted out chest. Um, it's got two thrusters, additional ones, uh, located on the upper torso, like on the collar area. Uh, and then the, uh, to, to go with the elongated, like front of the chest, you have elongated, uh, chest vents as well. Mm -hmm. Um, the shoulder has a slightly different design. Instead, it is, instead of being pentagonal armor, it's just, it's more square armor. Uh, and it still has the thruster housed in between though. Uh, it's got a triangular thruster though, rather than a square thruster. And it's got beefier, like front and back, like hanging armor, like the armor that normally like is covering the bicep. It has like one of those on the front and back, but nothing covering the bicep. Um, mm-hmm. the other change is the shield is much bigger on the other arm. It goes down further, like almost like the, uh, Isaac customs. Um, and it, obviously, to go with it being a bit longer, it also has, like, some extra spikes nearer to the bottom. Uh, the shield is a little shorter, and it doesn't, you know, very obviously does not have Vulcans, it just has, like, little circular details. Um, the legs on this are weird, also. It's got very square leg thrusters. Um, I, like, this is, like, what I originally, my brain was thinking, ah, this is what the FO1's trying to evoke, but it not really. This is just kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also has really t- long ankle armor to the degree that it actually, like, almost goes as low as the foot. So, like, the foot is very covered. You gotta stay on brands, Dylan. It's in-step armor. In-step armor, whatever. Right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, and that is, like, the only art of the novel version. This is what they were talking mm-hmm. about when they were saying, like, there's not a lot of sete for the novel version. Uh, because there's basically only this art. As far as I'm aware. And um, to be honest, it's kind of messy. I mean, yeah. It's Mar- Mariki doing designs for the novel. Um, I like his designs overall. Like, I mean, hell, it's why I like the Cassie in the film. Is the Cassie is the novel version rather than the uh, G-Gen version. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I quite like his Cassie Gundam. But I think it works better for the Cassie because the Cassie is such a weird suit anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. the, me- the Messer does just look kind of weird. Um... Yeah. And I, now I was going to say, did we talk about the Gausses on already? Because did we do that in the subflight system episode? I don't think we did. Okay. Cause I'm I'll wondering double check this real quick. I'm looking. I looked up Mechanista. Okay. Here's the Dodai episode, which is our subflight system. Uh, we did. We did. We did? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, can't remember if we covered the anime version, but I think we did. Let me see what the date was on this. March 23rd of 2022. Okay, yeah, we definitely covered the anime version. Okay, cool. And probably but the novel version as well, because that episode we just covered everything. Subflight yeah, this this was the point where we were thorough. We were, we were good at this by then. <laughs> yeah. Um, alright. So, yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll get more variants of these in the future films, because, I mean, they've already released all the models of them, but they're going to have to release more models for the second and third films. We already know they have runner switches on both the Penelope and the Cassie. Uh, my thinking for those, by the way, since we're on a spoiler episode anyway, and I think it would be fun. So, what my brain thinks is that the Cassie is going to get upgrades that make it look more like the, uh, the G-Gen version. Like the, uh, you know, like a bit cleaner and in like the tricolor and stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, the other thing I'm pretty sure it's going to have is like the big, um, we know that, uh, the Cassie has, uh, a missile pod in the, uh, in the novels and such. Uh, here, here's that. Hmm. Um, and you can see it's like a big, well, this is the G-Gen version of it, but you can see it's like a big, 
you know, tail missile pod. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure we're going to get that. Uh, I mean, we I, I'm pretty sure we actually saw that on the list of equipment in the film because in the film, you know, when they recover the Cassie, they actually recover a manifest with all of its equipment. But I could see them like giving this an upgrade that's going to either look like this or even look even more like uh, the the GFF version, which is uh, Katoki's later version. This is why I was worried about what it would look like for the film, because, you know, Katoki did the film version, but he also did this version. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see it's a very much more normalized version, and I was worried about that. But I do wonder if, you know... Um, oh, yeah, you can see weapon container times three, so, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure that we're going to get, like, some kind of upgrade for the Cassie. My assumption, though, is that the Cassie is going to end up looking more normal, and the Penelope is going to end up looking more monstrous, like the uh, novel version. Because, hmm. Well, I think that would be a fun way to play it. Because they start off inverted, and then they right. go the other way. Because here's the Penelope novel version, which I actually like a lot, mainly because I like that it has claw feet. I love these weird... It has Nightingale feet, basically. It has the same feet as the Nightingale. I mean, it has those now, just sort of through weird support uh, I don't things. like the way the support struts look. They don't look I don't either. Cool. I don't either. I think they look bad. And it doesn't have the uh the inner leg ones too. It only has those That's on true. the outer part. That's true. It just doesn't evoke the same draconic look as the original. I mean, to be honest, if you're going to revise the Penelope, you try and integrate more of these systems because that thing is a mess. And like that's part of the fun, but like if you're going to like iterate on it, in universe or out of universe, the thing you do is you try and make fewer bolt-on parts. <laughs> we do know that this was mentioned in the model kit manual more than a year before the film came out. Uh, that the um, that it has a set of armor called the Argos unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know that, so we'll have to see. I'm just mad though, because here. Oh, this is the thing I was talking about. Because actually. They, we have art of it now. So this was it in the flight mode in the film. Right? Right. Uh, let me show you, though. In the model kit, all it can really do is... Where the hell is it? Come on, Dalong's website. I know you have a billion images, but you can load a little faster for me while I'm on the air. <laughs> all right, here we go. Um, the flight mode of this version, which it does use this flight mode in the film as well. So it's, like, not entirely, like, incorrect, because it does do this when it's doing the, uh, sweeping through the city. Uh, I just think, I, I wish its legs could do the thing from the, the film version, though. The, I, the way they look in that film is, is like, sort of like the way they splay forward is a, is a fun look. It, it just, again, it evokes more of the dragon look, especially, like, with, like, the weird, you know, it, it's just... It, it's it's really bizarre. It's bizarre, but it's cool. And I'm just sad that it can't do that, and I wish it was able to, because it was a big, expensive model. Uh, but, again, also, this model came out over a year before the film came out. <laughs> uh, because this one was... The, the, this was the very first thing they released for the film, was this model kit. Uh, this model mm-hmm. kit came out in 2019, I think? Yeah, fucking 10-2019. Uh, so that, what would that be? Uh, uh, October 2019. Uh, but yeah, it does have, uh, it's really funny because people were convinced because we didn't know what the Cassie had looked like that these runner switches were for the Cassie. It turns out the Cassie and the Penelope do not share any parts. Hmm. So it definitely is getting another form or something because it has switches all over the fucking place. Yeah. Um, I just I'm cu- I'm curious how far ahead they've thought with it though because again with the fact that the models and the film seem to have some discrepancies just with the small period of time of delay there I'm curious to see what they have planned I mean hell we need a trailer for that second fucking movie though anyway so <laughs> we don't even have that yet mm-hmm. so can't speculate too far ahead anyway sorry just wanted to use this to speculate because well. It was, like you said, lasted longer than our other episode today, but this was a quick one. <laughs> bunch of bunch of similar looking mono eye guys. I like the Messers. I'm looking forward to more Messers. Yeah, they're also, friends. I'm also looking forward to more um, 
Gustav Carls, if I'm being honest, but we'll talk about Gustav Carls another time. I want a Messer Barrage. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I know, you're like, wait, Six wants to add a big Gatling gun to a mobile suit? <laughs> yeah, to a, to a hovering mobile suit. Um, it doesn't have to hover. I mean, that would be great. Okay. But like, listen, any any mobile suit <laughs> holding a big Gatling gun is an improvement. You know, <laughs> give um, it to the Exia. I don't care. I'll, I'll ask you about this one off the air, actually. But um, <laughs> well, it's just something from another show. That's all. But uh, it's all right, something well. that I think is kind of a funny one, uh, just with what you just mentioned. Anyway, all right, six. Uh, you know, where can people find you online and your work? Uh, you can find me. On Twitter at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r. If you want, like Emrys here, to get a request on the show, that's where you DM me. My DMs are open. Um, also, questions or anything. We also we'll we'll discuss your questions on air. Um, and you can find my work at scanlandmedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlandmedia. What about you, Dylan? Um, you can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com as well as on co-host. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> My DMs are not open. Direct all things to six because, uh, I don't know. I've gotten too many weird messages, so now I just don't keep my DMs open. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you for taking one for the team. Sure. It's it's literally the point. So, you know. Yeah. All right, folks, this is just a podcast, but please remember that you can kill people with words.